Hello there, and welcome to The Writing Endeavor, the show where we discuss the craft of writing and how to go from a blank page to getting your work published. I'm your host, William Eaton, and I'm here to accompany you on this writing journey. If you're new to writing, looking to pick it up again, or a seasoned writer who wants to learn a new trick or two, then this show is for you. Thanks for joining me today. Now here's the episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode seven of The Writing Endeavor. So it is the last week of 2020. We're going to be in 2021 next week, so it'll be a fun, exciting change. Uh, probably not a lot. It's actually going to change right away, but at least it won't be this year. It'll be on to the new year. So I kind of give you an update on the short story. Uh, it is basically done. I'm just trying to finish up a few other things before I kind of sit on it a bit, and then I'm going to go through and reread it and do a bit more editing and probably hand it off to a friend and have them give it a look and kind of give some feedback on it and then I'll do another edit to it and once I do that I'm going to make that my free listener reader magnet thing and try to have people sign for that so they can get a free short story out of it and then kind of go from there hopefully I'm hoping it's going to be a good enough short story that people want to stick around and read what I have to do next and you know it's kind of a scary thing to do but Fingers crossed that it'll work, and hopefully this time next year I'll be talking about how I have, you know, a bunch of other readers and listeners to the show and things like that. So it's it's an interesting thing to think about that kind of everything you do is a potential draw for a new person to find your work and read what you do or listen to what you do. So it's kind of everything's exciting, I guess, when I think about making a new thing and trying to share it in the world. It's, it's a cool feeling. <laughs> But yeah, once it's done, I'll let everybody know, and I'll either put a link in the show notes about it, or I'll say, go to my mailing list and sign up for it. That's how you can get a free copy of it. Actually, I'll probably do that one. You know, go and sign up for the mailing list, and then you can get random emails from me every once in a while. (laughs) Um, So today's episode, we are going to be talking about cover art and what to not do, because what I did was the wrong way of going about it. (laughs) Basically, uh... Uh, cover art is important. It's going to be kind of the main thing that's going to draw people in, especially if they're shopping online. Uh, nobody kind of looks at a book cover that's, I don't know, it's, if it's a fantasy novel and it has, you know, a bunch of shirtless men in the front of it, you're probably going to think it's a romance novel. If it's a, you know, historical fiction and it has, you know, flying cars in it, people are going to think it's a sci-fi. So people will definitely judge a book by its cover. So make sure you have the right idea for what your book is going to be. Um, it's an easier said than done thing, but I would recommend jumping onto like Amazon or Kobo or whatever site you buy your books from, or even going to, you know, a library, going to a bookstore and then checking out what the book covers look like for the genre you're trying to write in, because there is going to be a specific look and feel to a lot of genres. And if you want to write to that genre, you want to make sure that you're going to be matching, you know, what everybody else is doing. Uh, and, that will, you know, that will change over time. So you're going to want to pay attention as you keep writing and as you keep releasing new works that you want to kind of stay with the times. You don't want people to think your book is old and not want to buy it because I think it's 10 years old and not kind of like new and modern and uh, hip, I guess you could say. <laughs> so for my book cover, I I went with a pretty straightforward kind of like minimalistic, or at least that's what I wanted. I wanted like a minimalistic look and kind of a 
simple, you know, here's the title, here's an image, here's the name. That's all it was. Um, I went with a couple different ways. I kind of checked out some kind of like independent artist people to see what they were do. Uh, I looked at like Fiverr and a couple other places. I looked at like DeviantArt and see what people were potentially charging for like uh, commissions and things like that. Um, Fiverr is a good way to go about it. I just spoke about that with the editing section. There's a lot of people who are doing um, graphic design and things like that on Fiverr. So if you have some mo- like not a lot of money and you don't spend too much, Fiverr is a good way to go about it. Uh, what I did is I went with a friend of mine who does some graphic work and I wanted to support him and what he does. And I kind of gave him my vague idea of what I wanted. I gave him uh, a sigil I drew, which is basically, I took the name of the book and kind of broke it down into pieces and then made it into the cover of what uh, Rough Edges and Straight Lines looks like. Um, I said, I want this image kind of cleaned up and looking kind of like symmetrical and nice looking. And then after that, I want a minimalistic look. And I gave him some examples of what I found on Amazon. And he said, cool, I'll get to work on it and give you guys or give you some samples of what it could look like and then we went from there and i just kind of waited for him to do it (laughs) uh yeah so he kind of went away for about a week or two and then when he came back he gave me a few examples of the sigil that he like was working with i kind of gave him some feedback what i liked and what i didn't like he made those edits and then he also showed me a couple ideas of what he had for a cover design and i gave him um and basically it was like the essentially the image that we have for the final book um, with a couple other like tweaks to it. And I kind of gave him feedback on the colors and kind of the, the spacing and the text and all that. And he kind of took that back in and then did some more edits and came back. And um, when we kind of finalized it, there was like a bright red color instead of like the maroon burgundy that we have for the book now. And it didn't sit right with me. It felt like it was too like uh death metal cover of sorts. So I, kind of said, hey, can we try like a blue or green or like the burgundy color? And when he kind of came back with some of the blues and greens, I liked them. And then he came back with the burgundy. And that's when I was like, oh, that's that's the color I want. That's what I want to look like. So that's how we we chose that color, basically. (laughs) So if you're in the process of looking for, you know, getting your book cover done and what to do, I would recommend whatever step you're on, get it done now uh i waited until i was done the book and that was uh too late <laughs> i i was finished with the book and then i realized i still had a book cover to do and i was waiting a month before i actually got the book so i could have had the book out a month before it was published and that was just me not thinking about it uh, i should have kind of reached out you know within the first week of me saying i'm going to get this done and uh, i didn't so i ended up waiting a month month and a half for it to finally be finished so i could get it published um, so if you're beginning your book, uh, get that book blurb written, get kind of like the basic idea of what you want the book to be done, and then kind of reach out and see who you think you'd want to have do the book cover for you. And then once you get that figured out and sorted, then you can go off and say, hey, please do this. I can pay you this much. You can work with them on like a budget if you, if you have a budget and you can go from there. Also, if you don't have a budget and want to try doing it yourself, there's plenty of free like graphic editing programs out there online and that you can download onto your desktop so there are options i didn't do the self one i went with a friend of mine so i can't really give you any advice on that right now but i'll i'll probably experiment experiment with it in the future and then let you know from there if i do recommend doing that or not but if you have the skill go for it do it yourself save some money it'll just be some more time that you gotta 
work on a part of the book, basically. But yeah, so don't be like me. Don't wait until the last minute to do the book cover. Get it done as soon as possible. That way, when you know your book's done and you're ready to go get it published, you can just go and submit it and put it up onto Amazon or Kobo or whatever page you're or whatever store you're looking at and then publish it there. It's it. Yeah, it was kind of like one of those situations where I was done and I was waiting and I was like, well, this feels kind of silly. I wish I didn't do this. So don't be me. Be smart and get it done now. <laughs> From that, uh, I will say that pricing can be kind of iffy. Like if you go to like a professional person who like does book covers for their job, like you could be spending upward from, you know, 2000 to 5000 to $10,000 if they're if that's what they do, that's their job is doing book covers. Like it's going to cost you a lot of money. Um, that's why you could either go with Fiverr or go with a friend of yours, try to get some, you know, not free, but like get some cheaper work done. That could still be, it won't be, you know, $10,000 worth of a book cover, but it would be still a book cover that would be better than, I know my book cover is better than what anything I could have done by myself. So having Nate do that for me really helped me out. So that's why I went with a friend of mine that could help me instead of trying to do it myself because it was it would not have been as good or it would have taken me, you know, instead of me waiting a month to get it done, it would have been two months because I would have tried it and got frustrated and stopped and kind of gone back and forth the entire time of doing that. So time and money is a factor. So keep that in mind when you're thinking about trying to find a book cover and find a, a graphic designer to do the book cover for you. Yeah, um, and I'll probably go into other options for book covers later. Um, probably like another episode. I'm not sure when or where I'll do that, but I'll make sure like get more feedback and let people know more details about what to do with that. But, you know, I found a friend and they helped me out. There's plenty of other options, so you'll be able to find one and go from there. And I kind of mentioned earlier, if you do know what you're going to write for a book, get that book blurb done. That way you can give that to the editor or not the editor, but the, the graphic designer and then have them put that on the back of the book. You can always edit it later, but it'll give them an idea of how to space things. Cause you're going to want room for like a barcode. You're going to want room for like notes in the bottom or maybe like an image of the author, things like that. And you'll, uh, you'll be able to give the graphic designer a better idea of what to put on the cover. Like if you're doing like a, like a high fantasy and you're going to want these characters or the, these images on it, they'll want to know that. So going into it, they'll be able to provide a better cover for you in the end. So yeah, just make sure you get that book blurb done or at least have a good idea of where the book's going to go so that the cover won't be like the exact opposite of what the book's going to be. <laughs> yeah. And then after that, I would say if you're like on in the process of making a book cover right now, uh, try to be like, like flashy and catchy. You want people to kind of notice it when they're scrolling through on Amazon or whatever website they're looking at. If you think about romance novels, they're almost always a, super buff shirtless guy in front of them because that catches you know people who read romance eyes they know what they're going to be getting if they see that so keep that in mind when it comes to like a fantasy book or historical fiction or mystery horror whatever genre you're thinking of like look at the other genres and see what they're doing so you can kind of like not copy them but definitely get a feel for what you're looking for to fit into that genre um and beyond that um yeah, I hope this helps. <laughs> uh, probably a short, sweet episode, I think, because uh, there's not a whole lot I can really say because it's just I hired a friend and they did it and there are other options out there, but I don't know them well enough to really give you any feedback on that. But thank you for listening. Hope you enjoy the episode. Um, if you'd like to follow me on social media, I'm at Repressed Moxie. Yeah, so I hope you guys have a good one and I'll see you on the next episode of The Writing Endeavor.
that was it. Thank you for listening to the show. It's very much appreciated. Each episode is recorded and produced by me, William Eaton. And if you liked what you listened to and would like to help us out, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts or whatever podcast service you use. Any reviews you post will help us out by helping other people find the show. And don't forget to subscribe so you can listen in every week. Our intro music, Emotional, and our end music, Day T, are by Baradine. You can find them at soundcloud.com slash See you again on the next episode of The Writing Endeavor.